very embarrassing. We're not ready yet. We haven't rehearsed the thing. We thought we had the program all set. So there will be a few seconds of silence while we decide what to do. Okay, I think we've decided now. Uh,
in the studio with us this afternoon. As long as you're here, Hello, Bray. Hello there. What is your name again, sir? Uh, Crumpley. All right. Well, Carl Crumpley, it's grand to have you back. I've got my Elm City 4 outside. Well, don't bring him in. It's a very small studio. Uh, gentlemen, yeah? you'll have to wait until after you cannot commit, please. What, what, what's that? Now, getting back to you, Carl. What do you think of Vaudeville? Uh, I... Baxter? What'd you say? I say, Carl, are uh, you glad Vaudeville's back, aren't you? Yes. Uh-huh. And, uh... Yes, we're back on the track. Uh-huh, I see. And, uh, tell me, sir, uh, are you going to mind speaking up just a little bit? No. Tell me, now that Vaudeville is back, have you got any definite plans made for yourself? Fans, we've met them all over, yes. Uh-huh. Fans all around. And they're glad to see you back, I suppose. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, right, Ray. Now, this last recording, this was you singing, wasn't it? That's right, yes. Do you know anything about that song? Me and my Elm City Four. Uh-huh, sure. Do you know anything about that song that you think might be interesting listening to people? What was that? I say, do you know anything about that song that might prove to be interesting to people listening? Uh, What's uh, listening? Well, uh, Carl, congratulations, and I'm awfully happy for you that Lolo yes. is back. Yes, And I know that all America will yes. accept you with open arms. All right, then. Thank and you, and so long. Goodbye. Good luck, sir. And that, of course, was Carl Crumlett. Yeah, uh, an old old helping to bring Vaudeville back. He was living uh, his second life now that Vaudeville has returned. <clears throat> and incidentally, along with Vaudeville, the uh, Red Sox have returned, friends. They uh, they arrived at uh, <laughs> Logan Airport last night. Well, everybody everybody, else, everybody, everybody else, had a meet them, yeah. I imagine the place was packed, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> All Cleveland Indian fans were over there to greet them as they came back, I reckon. Well, they had an invitation to go out and beat them, didn't they? Yes, I was listening to the Jim Britt Sports Program last night. He I heard that. I always listen to that so I can hear Bob Delaney in the spot afterwards. Of course, it's in our contracts that we have to listen to Jim Britt. You know that, Bob. Yes, if we don't, of course, friends, we lose our job. Sometimes I cheat, though. I don't. Oh, he's not in. He's here. That's right. The word will be passed along. Let me borrow your pencil a minute, Bob. I want to make a note. One right here. The serial number again, Bob, please. I wonder what he wants to make a note. 311 All right, see? All right, Your organization, sir. That was last week, I believe, Mr. Reagan. You didn't listen to the Jim Britt program, right? No, I didn't mean to. I just left my mind. You listened to the Von Monroe show following? I heard the last eight minutes. I didn't hear the whole thing. Yes, sir. Did you manage to be around? I didn't come under another department. Did you listen to your Shell News reporter at 6.30 with his 35 breakup points? I heard his 6.30 headlines, that's all. You'll be lucky. And I heard the name of the local dealer. Oh, well, and that helps, certainly. The Shell dealer in my neighborhood. That is in your your behalf in the defense. I think the trial ought to be tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Would you meet me at my office? Very nice of you to let me off. The Bring your defense. I know this is probably good for 40 lashes or something. It will be more than that. It won't be murder, will it? It could very well mean your life. Why don't we present, <laughs> a, why don't we present a private eye show today? We haven't done that before. A good detective program. I love those programs. Where the detective is a smart-talking man, good-looking like me, Bob. I think I could... I'll take the no. I was sitting in my office one day. Oh, I want to be the door. the door open. Okay, I'll be the door. And a stranger walked in. Oh, you're the private eye? Yes, sir, I am. Look, is there anybody around here? Can, can I hear me anyway? Can 
talk to you. Well, we're uh, completely alone here. Okay, well, first of all, I want you to know this. I'm wanted on a bad check charge plus murder, extortion, and the FBI is, I think, right up the street. Now then, here's my problem. I don't usually handle cases of this sort, but are you prepared to pay? Well, I ain't guilty. Oh, oh, well, okay. If you're not guilty, you to, I'll help you then. I want you to prove it to the FBI that I didn't do nothing. Yeah, well, that, that'll be easy. Okay, so you're my first step. Get out of town fast. All right, that's what I'll do. And lay low for about two years. And now, don't you think I should have done the private eye? I mean, all right, don't everybody. All right. Come in. Are you private eye? Yes, sit down. What do you want? I'm wanted on First of all, I want to tell you something, sir. I'm wanted for murder, extortion, a bad check charge, and other things and sundry material. Well, I better get out of town quick, then. And I'm afraid you're guilty, sir. I'm going to have to arrest him. Come on! Come I'll on! Confess to Come on, sir. We've got you dead to right. I didn't do it, but I'll confess. Meanwhile, back in his office, stand up. <laughs> and his old friend, Ben Dover, are talking over affairs of the last week in River's Mouth. Had a call this morning. Pass me some of that caviar, Ben. Certainly. Want to crack it with I Go with it, please. <laughs> now, what did you say? You, are you putting peanut butter on your caviar? I did. I just put a little bit on there, Ben. I, I didn't think it would matter. I, well, I've never seen that done before. I always put it on. Yeah, the caviar will stick. It always rolls off my crackers. Okay, let me taste it. There. All right, Joe, that isn't bad. Oh, You'll what find it very nourishing, too. What are we doing here, incidentally? Are we supposed to be solving anything or eating caviar and peanut butter? Wait a minute. I'll look at page 7 to see. Yes, we are supposed to be doing something here. We'll we'll come to it. Oh, we're just keep talking, is that it? <laughs> we just keep reading what was written for us. Either. Well, we can keep passing me down more bread. <laughs> Pass me the great drink, please. Well, I think the only way the Red Sox can win the pennant... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Joe, I think you've stumbled on something here. I have. you. I Takes it up there. All right. Now, who is that that just came in? I don't know, but I can tell she doesn't like me because she's pointing a knife at my heart. How did you deduce that? I couldn't see her. <laughs> I didn't mean her anyway. I meant that group of singers with the sheet music in their hands. Oh, you mean the Chesterfield Carolers? Yes. Here they are. Chesterfield over and over again.
Except Romeo, of course. Romeo can write your name. You're not laughing at him these days, are you? I don't laugh at all because he hasn't been saying anything funny lately. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me, he's still over at the North Station. We haven't been down there, but we're planning to make a picture this fall <clears throat> with my favorite the vocal group, the Sons of the Pioneers. Excuse me, Tex. How did you come into town today? In a cattle car? We rode in, yes, Ray. Mm-hmm. So, well, go right ahead. The, uh, this picture, I understand, is going to star our favorite leading lady, Spring Byington. A lot of soap factories over there in Cambridge, Tex. I don't know if you know And uh, we'll be seeing all the folks via the movie screens. For one, there's Life Boy. And then uh, we'll I be... I can't uh, think of any others offhand. We may be working on a new television show come 1950. You working on a television That's show? Next next year, I believe. I hope you look up in my book and book here. I hope you're... Yes, 1950 is next year. Uh-huh. Well, I certainly... We'll come to that right after the end of this year. Change it somewhere around January 1st, I believe. Tex, may I say something, please? Right out. Get out. Oh, I think that's it. We don't want you around here anymore. Get us open the program. You're helping us not a not a whit. And take those walnuts, Joe. No, Incidentally, Bob, let's check our commercial roster here. <clears throat> well, this is the next one here. All right. What are you doing this warm evening? All right, well, I'll tell you what. I'll read that new hum. <clears throat> Say, friends, what are you... Mm-hmm. Not that song. Friends, what are you doing this evening? Do you know mm-hmm. Ellis Hart? Yes, I have. Please hum that. That's one of my favorites. Which key would you like? I like it in the gear of G. (laughs) (laughs) Say, friends, what are you doing this evening? Well, you should be ashamed of yourself. Isn't it a wonderful night to go out for dinner, though, seriously? And look, I know the spot. shirt sleeve is on fire. That pot is all right, Bob. I don't mind that. Now, what you can do, friends, is put down the top or open the windows in the car and head for the casino... Half leg is on fire? That? Oh, no, I didn't know. Oh, what's going on? Thanks again, Bob. Okay. And head for the casino at Magnolia. Friend, it's the kind of drive that sets you for a glorious evening along the North Shore, Route 127 from Salem. Again, caution, do not take Route 129. It takes you to Marblehead. And uh, if you're on your way... You call me back in here again, Ray. No, I didn't text. As a matter of fact, but so long as you're here, will you empty the wastebasket for us, please? All right, I'll do that. Take a lot of it out. Well, don't take that. There may be a little more. All right. Take Route 127 from Salem to Magnolia with a view of Gloucester Harbor when you arrive. Stroll in. Have a cocktail at the bar. Trained operators are waiting for your visit. Order dinner if you wish. You can have a delicious meal for $1.85. Remember, sneakers are for rent up there, so you don't have to bring your own. Dance where the cool ocean breezes join you. There's just no music like Sammy Eisen's music of the casino at Magnolia. Friends, you won't believe it when you hear that orchestra. And one more thing. Between dances, be sure to stroll the grounds, watch the ocean bathe in the moonlight, and you'll even enjoy the check. There's never a cover. All the prices are very reasonable. <coughs> Excuse me, the telephone ring. Hello. I think it's there. Yeah. Try what, sir? A little aspirin and water. Certainly. Oh, I'll pass that along, Leo. He says, try the last one in water. Remember, today more people are saying, I'll meet you at the casino at Magnolia. And then we'll go somewhere to eat. So get down there as soon as you can and dance and enjoy the cool ocean breeze. And remember, friends, Sunday dinner is served all day, too. So whenever you want a good time, be smart. 
go to the casino at Magnolia. And here's a reminder that the casino will remain open until the first snow. No, until September 17th. September 17th. They're looking for a grand crowd down there from Labor Day on. Well, I certainly hope that they'll get out for the Labor Day weekend. One night or so. It's a beautiful spot. If you've never been to the casino, uh, you, you'll really appreciate it. Of course, if you've been there before, you'll appreciate it. I'd like to stay in the daytime sometime, would you? I've never been down here, Bob, during the daylight. And I don't have any idea what it looks like at all. In fact, I don't think I could find my way there in the daytime, no. Absolutely right. Well, no. We should have brought some mail in, because we had some good entries for that those Brockton Fair tickets. You going to Brockton <laughs> Fair, Leo? Yes. He changed his tune, hasn't he? He's reading the script better today. Yes, he said he wasn't going to the Brockton Fair. Evidently, someone in the front office has spoken to him. Oh, you want to my wrist, please? <laughs> no, we have a contest on it. Uh, you, you write 25 words on it. I wouldn't miss the Brockton Fair any more than I would miss in 25 words or less. Incidentally, Leo, have you talked with any of the Red Stockers today at all? No, I haven't, Ray. I wonder what their consent is to tonight, though, or game time. Oh, and I certainly hope you'll really relay any uh, important message to us. I'll be here tomorrow at the same time to report. You right now? Well, so long. Bye. Well, drop it again, would you? Bye. You're welcome anytime. Certainly. Yes, I'll drop by tomorrow, boys, and tell you just what shapes up for the remainder in the 25 games. These play. Sure. Seems to me I, I read somewhere you know, where uh, the Red Sox are very confident. Also, this is an amazing thing. I don't know who's wrong. The Red Sox seem to think that they will win the uh, the pennant. Count the gonfalon. Don't we all? Lou Boudreau uh, yesterday stated that anything will be easy after winning all those extra inning ball games. And, of course, old Casey Stengel seems to think that his Yankees will come in. Of course, as you know, friends, there can only be one winner. I don't know whether the sports announcers around here have made that clear to you. We cannot have three winners in the American League. One will have to be declared winner. I don't know if you've told them that, Leo, have you? Oh, yes. And it will be a nip-and-tuck battle. So we had we to tell them that before the wire. Started. What? We had to announce that before the season started. Oh, you did. You let people know about it. Well, of course. There's no rule. Only one know that. <laughs> there were two last year, you know. No, there was only one winner. Don't you remember the World Series? <laughs> there were three clubs playing. It was a round robin. That's right, too. I forgot Pittsburgh. Sure. Pittsburgh. Sure. Pittsburgh. Sure. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, that completely nullifies your your stand there, I think. It makes me a dunderhead in front of my listeners. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's pretty dirty of you, Leo. I, mean, I don't you think it's very fair. I don't think. I don't think it's fair at all. No, I don't either. Then, Leo, there's still a curler left in your head. Want to get it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Don't want to go up to Fenway Park where you're that way, you know. No. <laughs>
What do you have? Life magazine. Good with our engineer, engineer which great, uh, proved that he's in good shape today. What did he say? He, he likes the clutching hand very, oh. very much. Well, actually, I do, too. You do, really? Yes. One of them. Uh, I was going to say, life has a good thing on old comedians today. Ben Turpin and uh, Buster Keaton, Andy Cannon. He has a new radio s- uh, series coming up this fall. Who's that? Who? Ben Turpin. He does? Yeah. It's called Ben Turpin Time. Excuse me, the phone is ringing. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is Richmond 21750. Yes. Leo Egan? You're one of them. Follow me. I give. Hello. Yeah. Where's the phone Someone to call me their own 
about you or anybody like you. Oh, get up. Get out of here. Oh, give me five dollars. We'll get rid of this guy. I would fly to the arm. Didn't like that song, Ray? No, not a bit. Well, I thought it would sort of fit in with the mood of the program today. Something about those old prison songs. What is that, old Birmingham jail? No, that's the prisoner's... Prisoner's... No, I haven't got my sheet music with me here. Prisoner's playmate. Something like that, yes. Prisoner's song?